Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who sent me the story on Jeff Bezos having the CVT soft serve ice cream machine in his home now. (laughs) Yes, thank you. I want one as well. Good for Mr. Bezos. Jeff, I love you. So the CVT soft serve ice cream company is a, a truck they've been driving around Los Angeles for the past few years, and they've decided to get into this cv teeny business when it looks like one of their little trucks and it's got the little cv teeny plate on the front but it has the soft serve ice cream that you can have in your home chocolate vanilla twist nozzles yes i want one now it doesn't say exactly how much the cv teeny costs uh i'm sure it's not just like a hundred (laughs) bucks remember earlier in the year or maybe even last year time gets so mashed together but i remember we had the um cold snap instant ice cream machine that was at the uh ces convention this year and that was like going to be between $500 and $1,000. And they had the little soft serve pods that were going to be $3 each. Well, the CVTini, not real sure. I mean, it's a, it's a big machine. And when you look at what soft serve ice cream machines cost, I mean, you're looking at uh, $7,800 for a countertop size with a single flavor. And if you have a full-sized floor model with two flavors, then that allows it to dispense a twist as well. That's like $22,000, $23,000. And that's not counting what it costs for the ice cream, right? What do you get for the packaging? How many times you have to clean it? When do you have it delivered? Now, of course, that's not a problem for Jeff. Um, whatever it's, we're not sure which house it's in. It's in one of his Beverly Hills homes. He only has three in Beverly Hills. So one of those has the soft serve ice cream machine, the CVT, uh, CVTini ice cream machine. And I've reached out to CVTini and I'm hoping to have them on chewing the fat here sometime this week. So we can find out exactly how much it costs, what it takes to get one in your home, because I want one. I know. I want, I know this is going to come as a surprise. I like ice cream. I like soft serve ice cream. And to have a machine in your home, oh my gosh, that is what America is all about. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Well, we have a few things to discuss that happened over the weekend. For those of you listening live, it is Monday, the 23rd of August. 2021 we know that tennessee over the weekend was hit with record rainfall and flash flooding killing at least 22 people dozens are still missing thousands are without power some people reportedly yelled for help from the rooftops others were trapped in their cars as rising waters flooded their homes and officials have issued a curfew while recovery efforts are in place and they're getting uh 
backup from the National Guard. Then in the Northeast, Tropical Storm Henry hit the states, uh, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Pretty sure it made landfall uh, in Rhode Island, leaving more than 130,000 people without power. It was, uh, you know, it had grown into a hurricane, then it was downgraded to a tropical storm before it made landfall. Um, it was all kinds of destructive flooding and fallen trees. I mean, that's what big storms do. And now, of course, there's plenty of flash flood warnings still in place for uh, the Northeast. And it was, how wet was it? <laughs> well, the big concert that was to take place in Central Park and the re dumped the most rain on Central Park in a single hour in recorded history, just so you know. And the concert went ahead and got canceled. We also had reports of moving vans at the governor's mansion in New York. So we'll see if Andrew Cuomo actually leaves at the end of today. I think he's, I think tomorrow was supposed to be the final day, or today was supposed to be the last day, but tomorrow's supposed to be it. And he is gone. <laughs> we shall see if that actually happens. And with all the rain uh, in Tennessee and the Northeast, and we still have plenty of drought in the West, droughts and fires in the West. So if you are a praying person, you should pray for some of that rain to hit the West because they need it desperately. I saw another huge story on all the dams that are damn near that's right you can quote me on that damn near deadpool and if they hit deadpool it is going to be an ugly ugly turnout you can you can quote me on that it will not be good and they're already starting to tell people that they need to uh cut back um i think we need to just uh do it <laughs> uh, make sure people are aware that, uh, you know, that shower isn't always going to be there and everything they've got businesses building huge factories. I don't know if you know what it takes to run some of these factories, especially some of these chip building factories that they're building. Uh, it's water and a lot of it, and there's not a lot of it anymore. So we need to rethink some of that. That's just me though talking about a school sorry and i see for those of you in the uk uh you're probably on your way back home or already there from the green man festival and returned to the welsh mountains this past weekend tickets sold out there were twenty five thousand people there looks like it was a lot of fun um they didn't have it last year because of the lockdowns so they were up and running this year looked like it was a lot of fun people camping out getting back together is COVID over in the Welsh mountains? I guess so. It's not over here in the U.S., though. Burning Man, you'd think that people with in the Burning Man aura would say, hey, we're going, we're building Black Rock City and that's it. We're doing it. We don't care about COVID. Nope. It was canceled last year. And you know what? We're just going to go ahead and have a virtual burning this year, too. Wait, what? Yeah. Um, we can't just do it. We can't have people out in the desert like that um, during COVID. So virtual this year. Kind of sad, actually. I thought uh, at least Burning Man would say, nah, we're getting together. But nope. Nope. Had quite a bit of reaction to the Elon Musk robot announcement as well. 
Uh, one of the reactions that I was kind of surprised about is that uh, they were concerned about the size of it. We had talked about, well, Elon said it was going to be five foot eight, 125 pounds. And five foot eight to me is okay, fine. But according to a lot of reports, that's while that's below the average height of a male, that's above the average height of a female, right? So I guess it's going to be, you know, shorter than 83% of the men, but only 17% of women. So they're talking about the size being a, uh, a real issue. All right. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you that. But I think that we really need to concern ourselves with the case that it's coming. Now, whether Elon actually plans on creating it or not, uh, you know, is another thing. Could be just for fun. But we've all seen the documentaries <laughs> that never turn out well. And these are exactly the type of robots that the iRobot documentary had out there for the world, doing those mundane tasks that humans just won't do. And I'll tell you another thing that's happening that will be huge too, is that if we have to worry about these pandemics more and more, eh, we just send the robot out. Uh, we'll stay in. But we'll still be able to go and do things because the robots will do it for us. Right? We could, and we just have the live camera on, so we'll be able to you know, just tap into what the robot is looking at. And we'll experience just like we're there in real life. And remember, if you have seen the documentary Surrogates, <laughs> it does not go over well either. It starts out really good, but it doesn't end well at all. If you haven't seen Surrogates with Bruce Willis, I mean, it's old now. I think, I don't know, 2009, something like that. Uh, well, it was a fascinating movie and that's where we could be at. And we'll be pretty close to that. If you're able to turn the camera on your robot, as the robot leaves, you're just going to want to be a part of it. Pretty soon you're just going to be the robot. There's going to be the robot. That's you out in the world. <laughs> uh, so it's coming. And the way, I mean, we have the, Boston Dynamics robots that are happening, and those look a little bit stronger than the five foot eight hundred twenty five pound robot Elon's talking about. And I'm not talking about the dogs. I'm not talking about the Boston Dynamics dogs. I'm talking about the Boston Dynamics actual robot that they're creating, and they've already created. They're just working on honing it to perfection. And uh, you know, I'm not sure that those robots are built for getting groceries, but I guess they could. But remember, like the documentaries, it never seems to work out well for the humans. But you know, this time it will. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Those are just the movies, not real life. Quit your whining. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. And I'm told, by the way, as I get my drink, oh, I was told in an email, chewingthefatattheblaze.com, that during one of the episodes that a Coca-Cola Zero commercial aired. Well, I, you know, technically I'm not getting any, you know, commercial money for that, although that's commercial money that the show is getting. So it kind of goes down the river and everybody gets a piece of it, but they're not specifically advertising on chewing the fat while they're 
actually advertising on chewing the fat. Someday I'll explain it to you. Either way, though, the refreshing drink is still good. <laughs> So good. So I'm out driving around this weekend and I see where they're putting in a new strip mall across from, I don't know, another Walmart that went up. And one of the stores that's opening up in the strip mall is called Hoots. And I'm thinking, it looks like the Hooters Hoots. And I'm thinking, whoa, wait a minute. That can't be. They, they'll get sued. That can't be. Well, I look into it and it is Hooters that's putting up the Hoots wings. So apparently Hooters is a little hurting, a little struggling during the pandemic. So they're opening up new places called Hoots wings, Hooties burger bar and Hooties chicken tenders. So they're hoping that that will help business. And it's based on, you know, takeout and instead of the dine in with the chicks in orange shorts, <laughs> apparently that's out of fashion in today's world. Go figure. I know, I know, weird. So I watched uh, Beckett this weekend on Netflix. Really good. Uh, I enjoy. Well, I say really good. I enjoyed the ride. Of course, there's plenty of it that's not real. I get it. It's an action thriller. Don't worry about it. It's uh, you know, there's a I'll, well the the explanation, the description. Following a tragic car accident in Greece, Beckett, an American tourist, finds himself at the center of a dangerous political conspiracy and on the run for his life. And that uh, was fun. It was a, it was, Beckett was a fun ride. And I will say that it will, I wouldn't surprise me if Beckett becomes a series, if there's going to be, you know, multiple movies from Beckett. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's already a script written for Beckett too. But John David Washington is the star. He is Beckett. And I, for whatever reason, it didn't hit me who he was when I was, when I started watching Beckett, I just saw it up on the line of just released for Netflix. And I was like, all right, I'll watch it. And so there's one scene where he's talking to another person. I know the, in the movie, there's a scene where he's talking to somebody else. Weird. That usually doesn't happen in movies, but it does in this one. And I'm thinking, wow, that looks like Denzel Washington. And so I pause it and I think, is that his kid, his son? And I look it up and it is. <laughs> there you go. He, I mean, he, he just resembles Denzel when he's in the middle of this conversation with this one guy. And I thought, wow, that looks like Denzel. And, uh, and it, that's why there's a reason why that is. It's because he's an offshoot of Denzel. So, uh, John David Washington stars in Beckett. So it was a fun ride and you can count on, uh, I, I would be very surprised if there isn't another Beckett or two out there, uh, in the next, in the coming years. And if you're Netflix, um, you know, why not? You just produce it, right? You don't need to worry about the theaters. And then I watched white lotus i'm sorry the white lotus on hbo max i kept hearing how good this was how funny it was what a great series it was it's six episodes and i thought all right i could make it through white lotus for, for you know for the weekend and so i'm watching it and there's really some funny scenes in it i really enjoyed the stars the one star jake lacy 
plays a great dirt bag. He he has when you see him, you'll know who he is, and you know that he plays a great dirt bag. Uh, Molly Shannon is in it. She's always funny. Uh, Rachel, one of the big stars, co-stars, Alexandra Daddario. She's really great. Uh, there's some some really good characters in it. Okay, plenty of good characters in it, and it's funny. But for six episodes throughout the series, I kept waiting for it to get better. It's good, and I enjoyed a lot of the scenes in it, and I enjoyed the premise, and I it was it was it was fine, but it just wasn't what I think it could have been. It just seemed I just waited there the entire time, the entire series, the first six episodes, I kept waiting for it to get better and it never did is it worth a watch yeah i guess but you know it could be a filler you know if you don't have anything else to watch go to white lotus and catch an episode that way you you know you've got six episodes of white lotus to fill some time in between other stuff that's worthier and we found out that yellowstone will be back up and running on november 7th about freaking time for episode or for season four of Yellowstone starts with the two episodes on November 7th. And then the prequel to Yellowstone 1883 is going to launch on December 19th on Paramount Plus. So that'll be worth watching as well. But Yellowstone for sure, uh, up and running November 7th. It's about time. I see where Angelina Jolie broke the Instagram record for the fastest person to get to a million followers. I thought Jennifer Aniston had that, uh, had that, but she did, but not after Angelina. Angelina, sure, she started on Instagram and posted a, a letter that was sent from a teenage girl in Afghanistan. And of course, her bio on Instagram is mom filmmaker special envoy for un at refugees and as we speak right now she has two posts and 7.7 million followers and she is following three who's she following she follows of course the naacp doctors without borders and refugees that's under the UN. That's her special envoy. So she is just a little bit more than Jeff Fisher Radio's Instagram account right now. So if you could follow me on Instagram, that'd be great. Get me a little bit closer to Angelina. (laughs) I'm not quite at 7.7 million followers. Just just a little bit under. A little bit under. But uh, I guess Guinness needs to verify the uh the actual count so the record hasn't been verified by guinness yet but she gained 1.7 million followers in her first hour on the platform and then went to 2.1 million in three hours so it verified she gets the she gets the crown so the number of followers though k-pop guy uh the k-pop guy who got 1 million followers took him an hour and 45 minutes please 
He posted a simple selfie. Took him an hour and 45 to get one. (laughs) Sir David Attenborough took four hours to gain a million on Instagram. And Jennifer Aniston took five hours and 16 minutes to reach a million followers in October. So Angelina's definitely got the record. Guinness, just step in and rubber stamp that one, okay? And since I'm already on Instagram, I can't set that record. You know, I won't be able to get a Guinness record for the fastest to a million. I may end up getting the record for the slowest to a million. (laughs) Jeff Fisher Radio could set that record. That's very possible. And congratulations, I guess, are in order to Rachel Maddow, who I love all the releases this weekend that talked about her being the top-rated anchor at MSNBC. She's renewed her contract according to, you know, insiders who were not authorized to speak on it publicly. She's extending her 13-year run at MSNBC. Wow. So I guess she's going to develop new projects with NBC Universal. Financial terms of the deal is going to be, you know, they haven't released that and who knows if they will. But I know her contract was set to expire next year and she had expressed interest in leaving the network to pursue podcasting and streaming projects. I mean, let her go, right? Uh, Could she make more money podcasting and streaming? Probably. Uh, Sadly, that's probably true for Rachel, but it's a good gig for her at MSNBC. She probably, she walks the halls as the king or queen or whatever she identifies as, but uh, she still has her show weeknights at nine who knew it was on at nine, but it says MSNBC's number one rating. She's not, uh, I don't believe she's not even close to number one uh, across the board, but I didn't know this. Okay. She's a former Rhodes scholar and uh, also helped uh, MSNBC. Well, I knew this become a beloved hub for liberals. Yeah. No kidding. That's why she could make a fortune, uh, you know, podcasting and streaming. I'm really, really surprised she didn't do that. I'm surprised that she stuck with MSNBC. They must have paid her a whole bunch of money. Whole bunch of money. She couldn't say no to. I don't blame her. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no farm guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV.
let's talk a little bit of crime. I was looking at a story this weekend about a California Chevrolet dealer whose technician was caught street racing a Dodge Charger in a customer's C8 Corvette and has made good by the deal. Uh, apparently the car dealership, uh, is going to trade the owner for a new car. He's going to give him a brand new Corvette, a 2022 Corvette for the old Corvette dealer's expense, taxes and all. Now, I don't know if the technician still has a job or not, but if you watch the video, I would say it's not really what they make it out to be. They make it out to be this street race and this 148 mile per hour street race and uh i gotta tell you well first of all he was only at 148 for you know a brief little bit Uh, a little disheartening for the corvette too uh looked like uh, perhaps the uh, the dodge may have had uh, the upper edge to that but again the guy really wasn't doing a full race and he got off the road when he was supposed to. He took the exit he was supposed to take. It was just between the exits where he was accelerating quite a bit against the against the charger. It was a great video. I'll have to play it. You know what? I'll, I'll bring and play. I'll play it on Chewing uh, this Wednesday on Pat Unleashed because it's a fun video to watch the test drive of the tech. And he's just taking it out. He's got to test it. I mean, whatever, he's supposed to check the car and take it for a spin after completing the work. It was at the dealership to diagnose an engine tick, which turned out to be a loose spark plug. But then, you know, when the customer got it back, he discovered that the car's performance data recorder, the valet mode, had recorded one of the dealer's techs taking the car for a spin after completing the work. Now, I will say that perhaps the tech should be fired. If he's going to take it for a spin and then doesn't realize that he's being recorded and doesn't delete it, that's an issue. You're too dumb to work here. Have a nice day. But they brought it up and the dealer said, yeah, no problem. Uh, We're going to, I will give you a new 2022 Corvette and we'll just leave the 2021 model in trade. And they're both happy and it's all good to go. So... I mean, okay. Uh, I I don't know that it's worth that much. And if he lost his job over it, that's kind of sad. But it really, it was a fun, fun to watch the video of the, of the test drive that turned into a little bit of a race with the charger. (laughs) That's it though. No word on whether the tech still has a job. I'm really concerned about the tech because he probably, he got the boot and that's, not good. OJ Simpson, you know him, you love him, back in the news again. He has been ordered to answer questions about his finances as Ron Goldman's family moves to collect on the $70 million owed from OJ. I didn't realize it was $70 million. I didn't think it was that much. Now, he was ordered to sit down with the Goldman's lawyers and answer questions about his finances after failing to pay the millions of dollars that he owes that he owes the Goldman family. Well, okay, so according to this, they have to sit down next month in September. OJ's 74 now. Wow. Still looks good for 74. I follow him on Twitter. <laughs> 
if he doesn't show up, which they're hoping for, really, because they make a big deal out of, well, he could be arrested and a bench warrant could be out if he doesn't show up. Well, of course he's going to show up. So, you know, of course he's going to show up for this, even though, I mean, he'll probably cover, roll a Twitter feed on it for all that. Now, in 1997, a civil jury found that OJ was liable for both deaths and was ordered to pay $33.5 million to the families. Okay. So, as of February, court documents show OJ, it's just a little bit short of that $33.5 million. He has paid $132,000 to the family. So, the original amount has since ballooned to $57 million in 2015, and now reportedly sits at $70 million. I'd like to know why that is the case. But Fred wants his money, claiming that OJ was released from prison for armed robbery in 2018, and he's been making dough. He's seen flexing his lavish lifestyle over social media. I don't know that it's lavish. Uh, you know, he lives at a house in Vegas on a golf course. Um, I guess, you know, it's lavish. I mean, he lives on a golf course because he, he likes to golf. I don't know that that's a lavish lifestyle, but okay, I'm with you. All right. And he hasn't stopped harping about, <laughs> he did an interview where he was, where he said, whoever did it, <laughs> he sat down for this interview with the athletic and he referred to the slaying as the slayings as the LA thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, the LA thing <laughs> claiming his innocence though. He said, some people wrongfully believe something, but I moved on. I still think I'm a good guy. I didn't let it change me. I, it did for a while. I was angry for a while, but I treat everybody the way I want to be treated. So I'm done with the L.A. thing. I have trouble with L.A. people. I think this is self-serving, but I might be sitting next to whoever did it. I really don't know who did this. All right? So there's that. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun to see what comes of that uh of that hearing i also saw where uh, bill gates was under fire for losing billions of dollars some guy ripped him off for like a hundred billion dollars man i wish or i said a hundred billion hundred million dollars nobody ripped bill off for a hundred billion the wife's taken plenty of that but uh, or the ex-wife has taken plenty of that but uh, this Pakistani con man robbed him of a hundred million dollars. Nice. Wait, no, it's a comment. So this man, uh, duped all these rich people, uh, not just bill, but he duped a bunch of them in when he created this fund that was going to help conquer global poverty. Isn't that special? Now, he got a lot of money from Middle Eastern governments, royals, and traders. That was way back in 2003, and he had already raised about $118 million. So he got Bill to give him a bunch of money, and he got a few other people to give him a bunch of money. And he spoke at this Muslim business leader summit for Barack Obama on entrepreneurship and uh, he just kept raising money. Two months later, the U.S. government invested $150 million in his company. And this guy was just milking it. So apparently, uh, as he was milking it all along, it one of the employees 
sent an anonymous email to investors saying, um, hey, ought to check out what's going on at the private equity firm. Don't believe everything you hear. And so Gates and his people did a forensic accounting study of the company. And they wanted nothing. Apparently, just as as the forensic accounting was getting done and they were realizing this guy was stealing his money, they were on stage together at some event and Bill wouldn't even look at him. And you can see the video. It's really, it's really cool. How, I mean, it's not cool, but Bill was really pissed. And he knows this guy is just bilking people. So apparently he's taken around $780 million from the funds and $385 million Eh, we don't know what happened to that. I mean, he's just living large. He's got planes and houses all over the world. And so, I mean, what's he supposed to do? Actually help people? <laughs> Trying to make electricity more reliable? I mean, come on. Is he supposed to actually help conquer global poverty? What By him stealing, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, isn't he helping global poverty? I mean... For real, right? Of course he is. And then you got the Florida guy who embezzled $12.8 million. He and his uh, fiance or his stepson's fiance, were, they were all in on it together. And he embezzled $12.8 million from a nonprofit he worked at. Oh, okay. No problem. So the $12.8 million... What did he do with the $12.8 million? Well, you know, he, of course, went to Disney World. Um, he spent, I don't know, forty or 50000 uh, at Disney World. He spent another twenty two or 23000 to another woman uh, to fly to Orlando and be part of the, you know, be part of the party at Disney World. Then he had, you know, personal travel and rent, chartered a yacht and wedding costs and other personal expenditures. Things that you would think about doing if you were embezzling $12.86 million. But $11.5 million of the $12.86 million were going to adult websites. <laughs> he spent 11 0.5 million dollars on porn. Wow. I mean, I wish he was going to my sites if I, if, you know, if I had sites. That is, I mean, what's he supposed to do with the money? Save it? You could actually have real people show up for you with 11.5 million. Why do you need to give it to the porn sites? They could be right there in front of you. Kind of. Okay, whatever. Good for you. And I see another Florida story, another Florida crime. Peeping Tom, caught with his pants down outside victim's home, says, hey, I'm just getting some exercise. <laughs> so the deputies see the prowler. Uh, apparently, last week, he was uh, he scared a woman and he was exposing himself outside the window. And I guess the woman caught him. And he had his pants down outside her window. And then so they, she, the police were on the lookout for him in Deltona. And they, they found him and they caught him. <laughs> they caught him. He, 
he was had his pants down outside the window and then the police showed up and they gave him a quick foot chase and i guess you can't run that far or fast with your pants down so yeah he's busted he just was trying to get some exercise that's all i guess he was knocking on the window and then when the woman came to the window he would expose himself (laughs) okay dude get some help I love how the FDA is scaring people away from using a drug that might possibly help them uh, help you if you were to contract COVID-19. They tweeted out, you are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. And they're telling you that uh, why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID-19. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration urging people to stop taking veterinary drugs to treat or prevent COVID-19 after receiving multiple reports of patients who have been hospitalized after self-medicating with ivermectin intended for horses. Perhaps that should be the headline. Stop self-medicating with ivermectin. Uh, Because what people were doing is going to feed stores and getting ivermectin that's there to you know in doses for horses and cows well <laughs> of course that's wrong <laughs> you know the fda well i could weigh a lot more than a human really a cow and a horse could weigh more than a human no kidding they're usually concentrated because they're used for large animals duh no kidding We're talking about perhaps a prescription from a medical professional that uh, is made for human consumption. You know, that's just me, though, thinking about that, right? I mean, they're just trying to scare everyone off from using ivermectin. And we have proof that it has worked in plenty of patients. You know, not the horse size (laughs) I know that if you, uh, people who overdose with ivermectin can experience nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, low blood pressure, allergic reaction, dizziness, problems with balance, seizures, coma, and even death, according to the FDA. Guess what? That could happen to you with uh, taking the uh, vaccine. Uh, which, by the way, I believe uh, the Pfizer was just okayed by the uh, the FDA. And we're going to grant, uh, grant it as soon as uh, today. I believe that would get full approval. In fact, I think they did. Yes. Yes, they did. The Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine becomes the first to win FDA's full approval, pay, paving the way for boosters and mandates. So Moderna will be next, coming in the next few weeks, according to them. That might even be faster than that. So I guess they're hoping that once it, these vaccines have full approval that more people who are in the hesitant pile will get the vaccine according to a study in june 30 percent of unvaccinated adults said they would be more likely to get the vaccine once it was fully fda approved okay uh sure no problem 
Uh, I mean, I, I still, I got the first dose of Moderna, which, you know, isn't full FDA approved yet. And, uh, the second one, my second shot's supposed to be the end of this week, by the way. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We also have, uh, three headlines and a lie. I love three headlines and a lie. I really do. That should be, you know, again, four headlines and one of them is a lie, but the title of the thing is three headlines and a lie from, uh, one of the, one of the emails that I get every day with headlines uh, called the morning brew, which is, you know, it's fun and they do a pretty good job with, uh, with a few of their stories, but, uh, they have a thing called three headlines and a lie. So I'll read you the headlines and you tell me which one is a lie. Okay. First headline, Yosemite will only allow professed nature lovers to enter park in September to prevent overcrowding. Second headline, I'm a landlord with 24 properties. We're suffering during Biden's eviction ban two, and no one is helping. Third headline, the musician will sing about your enemies over WhatsApp. <laughs> Number four headline, I shouldn't react to these headlines. No bus driver. Schools are paying parents to drive their own kids as economic disruptions hit classrooms. All right, those are the four headlines. All right. And I didn't laugh at this musician. We'll sing about your enemies over WhatsApp. Okay. Okay. Yes, I did. So those are the four headlines. Which one is a lie? Go ahead. You pick. Did you pick the Yosemite one? You're right. You're right. Absolutely. I'm a landlord with 24 properties. We're suffering from uh, during Biden's eviction ban too. No one is helping. Yep. That's a true headline. Actually, true story. A musician is going to sing about your enemies over WhatsApp. Yeah. That's a true headline, too. <laughs> Mozambique's Sam Chitama belts out revenge songs about everything from cheating spouses to family disputes. Nice. I like that. Now, he's singing mostly in Nadu, a local language spoken across borders in western Mozambique and eastern Zimbabwe. Chitsama peppers his songs with Portuguese and Isazulu phrases. There are occasional love songs and pieces in tribute to good employees or charitable acts, but most of Chitsampa's business comes from gossip songs. If paid, he told rest of the world, I sing of your private family feuds to the public on WhatsApp. That, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. And I bet you that's, uh, that's coming, if not already here in America. Good for him. I'd like to hear some of the... <laughs> of the songs <laughs> might be fun to listen to even if it was in Nadu. but okay and then we have the uh school bus driver shortage so in delaware wilmington delaware by the way they're offering parents 700 dollars to drop off and pick up their children for the school year Pittsburgh Public Schools needs more than 400 drivers and is delaying the return to classroom by two weeks. Wow. So the nobody will drive the buses. That's funny. I wonder if they all have to be vaccinated. The labor and inventory shortage at the same time we're increasing enrollment and hiring. We're looking like crazy for everybody you can think of. Janitors, cafeteria workers, psychologists, counselors, bus drivers. Even if you have all the money in the world, you can't get what you need. 
Wow. Okay. He's funneling his transportation budget to students' families, offering them a stipend for shuttling their kids to and from school. So far, parents of roughly 155 of the school's 500 students have signed up. Heck, I'll pick up some of the kids. No problem. You're going to pay me money to take the kids back back and forth? I don't want to drive the bus, though. That's That's a little much. Plus, you're going to want me to... You know, be nice to the kids and have to take drug tests and be vaccinated. I'll just pick them up. <laughs> I'll just pick them up in my car. You give me a couple of bucks and we'll we'll call it even. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to be the I don't want to be the bus driver. I don't want I you know I no one no one supports truckers. I guess I'm kind of considering. Am I considering bus drivers truckers? Yeah. Okay. Kinda. But uh, I see. <laughs> No one supports truckers more than this show, than chewing the fat. I love truckers. Even the truckers that got in trouble. I see where a big trucker hauling Pop-Tarts and Cheez-Its crashed in Maine over the weekend. And while, you know, that's a problem, and normally I would be bummed that Pop-Tarts and Cheez-Its were part of this crash, and I hope it didn't hurt any of the the packaging and we we're able to get that inventory to the shelves but the driver apparently um was high on meth so guess it was kind of a problem when he went off the road and hit the rock ledges and rolled over blocking the entire right right lane of i-95 so it was a little bit of a problem <laughs> so he was it didn't i mean he didn't die well, he was high on meth. He was later arrested and charged with operating under the influence of drugs, driving to endanger and unlawful possession of methamphetamine. So, hey, truckers, how about you save the meth till, you know, you're done with the delivery? All right. We all want Pop-Tarts and Cheez-Its on the grocery shelves. Okay. So just a helpful little hint from me. Maybe we take it easy on the math until we deliver the snacks. Okay? Thank you. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.